T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yep. It's the show on KMLX. Chris Ranji, Amy Marks, of course, Kevin Wheeler here. We're obviously tracking the breaking news. Uh, you just heard it uh, uh, from Carol a few minutes ago, but obviously we've had indicts- indictments passed down uh, for um, uh, Alderman Jeffrey Boyd, Alderman John Collins Muhammad, and Louis Reed, who is the longtime president of the Board of Aldermen. And we will be following that through our newsroom as we get more information. Kevin Colleen will probably pop in a little bit later on, and we'll make sure that we're keeping you up to date on that breaking news. But that is the news at the moment, that they are uh, federal charges. Uh, they've been indicted on federal charges uh, related to a bribery scheme and corruption. And obviously, we'll get more details as we mm. go. You know, for a city government that doesn't have the um, approval of a lot of people in the area, and sometimes it's unfair, you you can't have you got to be better than this 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 stuff absolutely well, shouldn't happen anyway but especially for a city government that does have uh, for a lot of people leaves a bad taste in their mouths and whether that's rightful or not things like this give credence to that feeling and and they've just got to be better than this don't you think there is, though, uh, maybe it's a cynicism or a despondency when it comes to local government that most people hearing this news, they're probably not shocked, even though I, I mean, I find it somewhat surprising, but they're just shaking their heads. See, so, I told you some, like this is it's a disaster. Yep. yep. It's a disaster. Here we go. Isn't that generally the attitude about every government agency, state, local or federal? Isn't that how people feel? No, it's a very interesting thing to me because people are always mad at the structures, they're always mad at things not getting done, but then they keep voting for the same people. Like if you're an incumbent, no matter what your job is, your your reelection rate is astonishingly high. So we're always unhappy with the results, and we always have low approval ratings for various levels of government, but yet the same people keep getting voted in. Maybe we'll get into this a little bit more tomorrow. I don't think we're going to have time today, but the Southern Poverty Law Center did a poll and they, they asked people a bunch of different things about government, about where we are now. And there's some really frightening stuff about people believing there's a we're on the way to a civil war and the amount of people in the country who believe that to be true. But beyond that, they asked about trust in the government. And especially from the Republican side, there is very little trust in the federal government but Republicans do tend to trust local and state governments more. 
And I think Democrats are about the same with them in, in terms of that. So I think people trust their local government. So I think it's very, so like in Chicago, I don't think people trust their local government. In St. Louis, I don't think people trust the St. Louis government here. And and I think that's it, it might be unique to certain cities, but right. I don't think it's all of them. Right. I don't think it's all of them either. And I think with St. Louis, one, we know about the crime issue and the homicides and the, we're being, you know, we're the murder, murder capital of the United States. I think that's an element that injects our community with distrust. And I think also this idea that somehow we're we're being left behind. I mean, you look at Indianapolis, look at Kansas City for crying out loud, out loud. Look at Nashville and how we're we're losing tourists. We don't you know, we here we are trying to build our city and we dump all this money into the convention center. I mean, well, what would be a better idea? Who's coming here? Because I've never heard any ideas that would fix any of it. We haven't had a lot of ideas, I think. I mean, what? because you look at those other cities, what what does Nashville have that St. Louis doesn't have? They have an entire music industry yep. that draws tourists to go there. But look at Indianapolis or Kansas Indianapolis City. Indianapolis has the NCAA, which brings nonstop events. Not to mention they have a brand new stadium that was built there for their NFL team, which hosts a lot of those events. But they also are the hometown of the NCAA. Yeah, but I mean, what I'm saying is like crime is a huge issue. But look at when you look at the restaurants and the the walkability of this city and just having life outside of games at Bush Stadium or Enterprise. There's not much. There's not much. Right. right. And, and, but again, what can you do to change that? Well, because I look at it this way. I live a half an hour from downtown. There are not enough. There are there are no restaurants good enough in the that are so much better in one place that I would rather drive 30, 35 minutes than just drive fifteen minutes to the good one near me. And I think that's you know when we look at these things, I mean a lot of what the problems are are related to crime. Well, crime is almost always related to, in some way to poverty. poverty. Yes, and to to short you know to not having enough revenue to do this. So. I, you know, a comparable sized city is like Baltimore, right? And a lot of problems have been there. And I'm thinking of this because I watched the the HBO show, um, We Own This City. And it's about the real events uh, that they ran into, real problems they ran into. And it always, always seemed to come back to the budget. We don't have the budget to fix this. We don't have the money to fix the schools. We don't have the money to fix the police department to do all these things. Well, if we don't, and, and we, I know we have a different situation now with the lawsuit money, but that's not going to last forever. I mean, we got to figure out what that thing is that would draw people. And obviously, you've got to fix Do things. Do not but... call for another committee or study. <laughs> not me. Or outside counsel. You, I ranted about that earlier. I don't want to hear any more studies or anything. I want to hear about an idea that might work. I love a good committee. <laughs> All right, we got Cardinals baseball coming your way tonight. Cardinals and Cubs kick off a five-game series. We'll talk to Adam Wainwright coming up in a little bit. In fact, coming up next, you're on the show. It's a show on KMOX. Uh, we will be catching up with Adam Wainwright in a little bit. He got a little delay. Uh, not, I mean, look, it's a busy day for a dude getting ready for a baseball game later on tonight. Oh, he doesn't pitch till Sunday, but he's still going to be part of the team getting ready. We will be hooking up with uh, Wainwright coming up in a few minutes. But the the topic from the last segment actually continued through the break. Yeah, we didn't really. I mean, if anybody's watching on Facebook, they saw a lot of a lot of <laughs> you know talking Flapping. going on. Uh, yeah. If you're lip readers, maybe you read some of it. None of it was terrible. It was just kind of a continuation of that conversation because um, we started off last hour just talking about the breaking news with you know three aldermen uh, being indicted on on uh, what was the charges of corruption and bribery and things along those lines, and then it led to the conversation about a lack of trust in government. We ended up getting to the point where we were talking about crime and talking about how you make a city more attractive to people that don't already live there. 
so that they mm-hmm. maybe want to live there or come there to visit and vacation outside of going to a sporting event. And I'm talking about downtown, not just the city, right? I mean, you know, Forest Park is an attraction. The zoo is an attraction. That's not downtown. It's in the city, but it's not downtown. The foundry right, is right. in the city, but not downtown. Right. And I, and I think that the question that, that I asked you guys is, okay, so what does that? Right. What do we do? Right. Because, I mean, I, I think we all agree <laughs> that it, and it kind of, it, it's, it, we're not going to get back into the gun discussion, but it's the same idea, Right. We all know that something needs to be fixed. Yes. What What is the proactive, real step that we can take in that direction? Identifying the problem is always easier than finding the solution. In the same way when people hate the government and hate what's going on, well, destroying is always easier than creating. We can all identify the problem. And I think over and over again, we look at the city. Why aren't there more restaurants and shops? Why aren't there people walking around? Why doesn't anyone use... I should say anyone. Why don't more people use Metrolink? Well, crime, 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 crime. Now, I know I sound like a broken record for people who listened when I was on the Charlie Brennan show. Thomas Aft was in the Obama administration. He is now on the Council of Criminal Justice. He has looked at extensively focused deterrence, crime in American cities. And what they found, and this should not be surprising, is that it's, it's not everybody is just, you know, shooting everybody else. It's a very small number of shooters in these areas. For instance, in Boston, more than 70% of all the shooter shootings between 1980 and 2008 were concentrated in less than 5% of the city's geography. In Oakland, I believe it was 0.1%. So you have focused deterrence. What is that? You look at a city and crime in concentric circles. And on the outside circle is poverty. That's the big circle. Inside poverty, you have crime. And inside crime, you have violent crime. Violent crime is the linchpin that keeps downtrodden areas downtrodden. You cannot, you can try anti-poverty measures and anti-crime measures, but a kid is going to have trouble staying in school and focusing on high school if his friends are being shot down the street, if he walks out of school and he's being shot. So when I look at focus deterrence, I'll just give this this number here. The They had a Boston police initiative focused on the shooters, meaning hot spots and hot people. You look at where these shootings are taking place. You focus your police and law enforcement there and you do a double message, message of empathy and accountability saying, listen, we know who you are. We're here to help you. If you need an ID, if you need, if you've got an outstanding warrant, we're going to help you. However, if you break the rule, if you start shooting, we're going to hold you accountable. You're going to go to jail. And this focused approach, it reduced youth homicides in Boston by more than 60% in two years. Six zero, sixty percent. And they took they did this in Oakland. Uh, they looked at it in, in other cities. Is it perfect? Is it a panacea? No. But is it data driven, proven, and it's nonpartisan? It's not sexy. Yes, that's what we need to do, but I'm not sure that people want something that's not sexy. This may be a dumb question. If we know where those shooters are already, then why aren't we arresting them? Well, hot spots. We know where hot spots are. Like, so like then, a, right? Like a so bar. then, why aren't we camping there? Because we're what? Well, I mean, that's a great question. I think we're reacting. 
were reacting to shootings versus having law enforcement find these shooters, talk to them, and then they have community check-ins. I mean, I feel like I feel like the idea in. of talking to shooters is a really odd idea. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I, I'm it's admitting not I'm wrong. Right? It's not afterwards. Is you're finding the hot you spots and hot people. Right. So we're talking to. So if you if I know somebody's a shooter, I'm not talking to them. I'm arresting them. If Think I of it don't as potential shooter. Okay, okay, okay. That's what I'm not understanding. Yeah. I mean, so Think of uh, young people. Well, with obviously, guns. I obviously proactively getting ahead of it is going to be the best idea. I mean, long term because you're going to solve ten the problem ten years from now by taking action now. Yes. You know, you're. It, so, we, but, but then the question comes back to what do we do about the now? Yeah. And and I'm going to throw this scenario. Just again, this is just a what if to you guys. Let's say we fix that problem. Let's say that we get crime under control in the city, in particular under in downtown. I live 30 minutes from downtown. What's my draw other than a baseball game or a hockey game? Why am I going to go that distance when, again, I have restaurants 15 minutes from me, five minutes from me, good ones too. And I think that might be a difference than what previous generations. I, I know a lot of people have talked about this. We talked about it on DGS where years and years ago, and like Ranj and I would have been young when you were real young, um, most of what the most of the quote good stuff was downtown in St. Louis in, yep. in, and in a lot of places like you look at Chicago there's a lot of good stuff downtown when I lived in that in Chicago I lived 40 minutes from downtown I didn't go down there for right. that stuff so because it was too far and I had good restaurants 10 minutes away so what's the even if we clean that up which I think mm-hmm. we need to and should what's the draw to make me move downtown to make me want to come down here more if well, it's you're, not for work. You're not going to move downtown. So what has to happen is people who are younger, who would typically, the, the people who typically live in a city setting or a younger, or a, a, a downtown setting, a lot of times are younger people, mm-hmm. younger professionals. Right. I would you, move downtown. I'm the person I would, who should be yes, living downtown. I, would, I love okay. downtown I areas. To. So it, it, if they just simply fix the crime issue, yes. and I mean the violent crime, because you're going to have other stuff. If you if you simply got that to what 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 level would it have to be? I mean, is it completely clean? Is it well? I think two things have to happen. I mean, what, it, what are the standards that we would use to judge that? And is that it? Is that all? Is that the only difference between where you live now and where you would live otherwise? Is there anything else? Well, I mean, you have to to attract people who like the idea of walkability, who don't really want to live in a suburb. They don't need a yard. They don't care about that stuff. They want to live in an area where they can walk a block and in that block radius, everything they need is there. A store, Mm -hmm. restaurants, coffee shops, uh, entertainment. You know, you're not too far from a movie theater, whatever it is. But but like all the other neighborhoods surrounding downtown. But I mean, you have again, it's it's the walkability. It's the excitement. It's the energy of a city of how do we make the energy? That's what we're saying. People That's have to, what I'm people have to live you. here. So there has to be investment in the city, too. It's not just clean up the crime. It is that. Okay. And it's the stuff Amy is what talking about. What are we investing about. in? That's what I want to know. It, 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 I, I, you have to attract companies to want to come here to, okay. you know, make, so say, need, like, it's, need, it's cheaper. Big, so we it, need big tax breaks. Yeah, for, okay. for I mean, no, we do that already. Uh, yeah, again, but, you, so but uh, every point. city does. Yeah, like you, would, it feels like we're chasing our tail because I think you're not. You guys aren't wrong, but I'm saying, what is it? Is it more restaurants? Is it yeah. is it is it yeah. another but the restaurants sporting, come with people living professional here. sports franchise? Is it is it uh I mean we have casinos, we have a baseball team, we have a hockey team, we've got a theater right across the street. I mean we have restaurants 
all over the place. Those things come when you have a safe city. The, 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 the businesses being downtown, the companies not leaving downtown and yes. going to Clayton Matter, because it's not just being able to walk to a restaurant, coffee shop, whatever. It's also being able to walk to work if you yeah. want to. Kevin, we have people would come downtown. Let's look at Centene. You have a Fortune, what, top 20 company, top 10? They want to have their people here. They brought people into Centene, and you had people who working in Clayton would have lived downtown, would have used Metrolink. They didn't feel safe. They don't want to be here. You have companies. We need to worry about losing assets right now because once you don't lose your assets and those assets grow, the shops come, the stores come, the restaurants open up. We, ha- we have what we need to continue to build that if it's safe. So if we get violent crime down, again, to some standard that I don't, or I'm not really sure of what it is because it's not going to be zero. It's going to be there. We just have to figure out what that is. But if we do that, then it's all just going to come. Hopefully. But, but that's but that's yeah. well but that's the reality like the you there's no there's no definite but that's the only thing we can do because the the true reality of the situation is in order to have a strong metro area you have to have a good downtown mm-hmm. i don't care if people in chesterfield or whatever think oh, this is fine where we live if you want the area to be strong downtown has to be strong there's a reason mls didn't want to build a city uh, build a uh, stadium outside of we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch minimum of four lines for 25 dollars per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account five dollars more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified Customers contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. City. They want to be downtown. It's the show on KMOX. Chris Ranji, Amy Mark scores. Kevin Wheeler with you here. And happy to be telling you about something that's coming up on Sunday, June 12th. That's going to be the Swinging for Impact uh, at Top Golf, it's called the Swinging for Impact Top Golf Challenge. One of the many, many ways that our next guest gives back uh, to the community on a regular basis through uh, his own work, through the charitable work that has now grown and expanded to multiple places. Adam Wainwright, kind enough to spend a little time with us. First of all, Wayno, thank you for doing this uh, as you guys get ready to open a series against the Cubs up in Chicago. And also, just general thanks for the work you do, man. I know it means a lot to you, but certainly you deserve to hear that every once in a while. Well, I'm a words of affirmation guy, so thanks for saying that. <laughs> I, I appreciate you having me on, too, and, uh, you know, just helping us promote the great work that Big League Impact's doing around the city and around the globe. Well, I know Kevin mentioned it, but the Swinging for Impact at Top Golf it is Sunday, June 12th, and I imagine people are wondering how they can be involved because they get to golf with some of their fav- favorite Cardinals players. That's right, and we got uh, Jack Flaherty and Dakota Hudson and Paul Goldschmidt, myself, Tommy Edmond, um, 
I think Nolan Arenado is going to be there. We've got a bunch of our players that are going to be there, and we're going to have a great time. Uh, but we're going to compete. We want to beat you. You know, we're, we're, we're going to be we're going to be competing. But you know what? The at the end of the day, what we're there, what we're there to do is we're there to raise a lot of money for a lot of people who are going to really benefit from us. We're we're um, we're going to have fun. We're going to compete. We're gonna we're gonna answer questions and have some autographs and that kind of stuff and eat some good food. And have great fun at Top Golf. But at the end of the day, the 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 one goal that we have uh, besides that is to make sure that that we. We, we go out and help a lot of people from it, and that's what our main goal is at Big League Impact. With Big League Impact, something that, I mean, this is a thing that you've been involved with for a, a very long time. When you have an event like this, or, you know, you had the, the karaoke thing, uh, you know, you do that as well. Whose ideas are these? Are, are these things that you go, you know what, we have got to do this because this sounds like a lot of fun? <laughs> well, I mean, everybody loves Top Golf too, right? Yeah. I mean, but. You know, when we started Bigly Impact in 2013, my brother and I started it. And uh, when we started it, um, we wanted to do things differently. We wanted to have different sort of events. We, we, I had hosted a golf tournament for eight years in a row, and I love charity golf tournaments, but everybody does a charity golf tournament. So I'm like, what can we do that's different? So we started doing fantasy football events. Mm-hmm. Um, we started doing karaoke events. You know, we, we've done all kinds of crazy stuff, but... Um, I want it to be different. I want it to be unique. I want us to have, you know, I want our, our, our donors to walk away and go, man, that was fun. You know, that was a great time. That, and that's more, almost as important as raising the money to me is knowing that we're providing an experience for people that they'll never forget, you know? And, uh, and, and I'll tell you what, I never forget these things either. I mean, just to know that we can go out and have fun together and from it, people are going to have clean water, food and shelter that they wouldn't have had before that, that our organization is going to run, you know, for another year because of that kind of thing and, and be able to help more and more people. That's really important to me, and it means the world. And you guys do do this in so many different ways. I mean, you have the water mission, uh, help one now, you've you, operation food search, just so many different ways that these efforts help people. And I, I mean, I know that there are so many more you could probably add to it. You could probably add hundreds and hundreds of causes to it, but how do you dis- how do you how have you had those brought to you or what kind of put you in touch with the the groups that you guys work mostly with well personal experience my wife and I have been um, partnering with some of these groups for a long time water mission has, has been a partner of ours for a long time that's kind of how we got into the basic essential needs game was we started helping them build water projects around the globe and then we realized what an incredible thing that was so we've just done more and more of those and and, and food for the hungry we partnered with because they were doing incredible work in the Dominican Republic um, around baseball. And, you know, in the Dominican Republic, baseball is like everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it is king there. And all these kids and families around there, you know, if you have a baseball field, everybody in the, in the area congregates in those areas. So we started doing these community centers there where, where uh, they're teaching preschool. And so these, these parents are actually able to, to put their kids in preschool. They're actually able to – to go get a job because of that. They're, they're teaching them vocational school there. These, uh, these, um, these community centers, they are able to, uh, uh, have night school there and they're, and they're right next to these baseball fields. So they're already there. And so they're doing all these things. And also they serve as pharmacies too. So there's all this medicine in there and it's just a complete, uh, town changing 
thing they were doing. So we got really involved with that because it was it was making such a big difference with people, but also had something to do with baseball, and that was really mm. cool to us. Well, in big league. Um, oh, go ahead. No, go, no, you go ahead. I was going to say, well, big league impact is obviously professional athletes, baseball players, but also like a network of musicians. And I always feel like there's this kinship between athletes and musicians. Musicians always have this thing. They want to play the sports and athletes. A lot of the times know how to play guitar or piano. (laughs) Was there a band or musician you were excited to work with? Oh man. I mean, I have, uh, I have great friends in the country music world. Uh, that are big time stars, you know, that um, I've kind of just grown up around. I mean, Luke Bryan and I go way back to when I was graduating high school and my wife was in college and he was at Georgia Southern and she was at Georgia Southern and he was playing on a, he was playing a little band called uh, Naomi Road hmm. and playing little bars uh, in Statesboro, Georgia. And, and uh, Cole Swindell and I have been friends for a long time. And uh, Cole used to sell t-shirts for Luke Bryan and write songs on the side. And then all of a sudden Luke was like, all right, let me hear some of these songs you've been talking about. And then all of a sudden he was like, dang, you are a pretty good songwriter. So he <laughs> recorded a couple of his songs. And, and uh, <clears throat> you know, that's something you said it right. I mean, because I, I have aspirations of being a, a, a country music singer myself. But, you know, there's there's been a lot of different uh, a lot of different musicians and stuff that have inspired me over the years. And, and uh, looking forward to working with lots of them. Yeah, so you're going to pair up with Joe West? Maybe you guys put out a record? <laughs> <laughs> not not now because he's retired, and you know, ten years from now you, you'll be at some point doing that. You, you guys want to team up? No, I don't think Joe would want to team up. <laughs> <laughs> he he probably got tired of me bickering about you know baseball. So, oh, I I know. I think he loves the attention. Honestly, <laughs> he he loves when people complain about him. Um, Adam, I no, hate to no oh yeah yeah. I don't know if you're aware of Joe West. Um. His, he he never ejected you, did he? No, I've never been okay. ejected before. I've never been thrown out, and uh, pushed him to the limits a couple of times, um, but uh, not <laughs> not been thrown out. I, I, every time I I start thinking that I'm I'm about to head that way, I start realizing the importance of my starts and how far mm. you know when I go deeper in the game, how much that helps the bullpen, and you know, and I I, I try not to be selfish about it you know it's a it is a team sport and and sometimes you can't help it you know sometimes you can't <laughs> guys, especially the ones that play every day sometimes you just gotta you just gotta get it off your chest or you're never gonna let it go and and uh i haven't been to that point just yet hopefully i don't but um don't put it past me oh yeah yeah, yeah. there's still time i don't know if you ever i don't know if you ever saw the uh mark burley ejection he, he dropped his glove in frustration and joe threw him out if you haven't seen it go back and watch it it's unbelievable um but anyway i hate to do this to you because i i know you're going to turn 41 in a couple of months here and i'm sorry but i've already beaten you to 40 way i'm i've blown way past you but um to be doing what you're doing right now and you're having a successful season again to be doing this at this time did you think we go back 6 7 years did you still think you'd be as effective now as you are uh 6 or 7 years 14 and 15 yeah um 16 maybe 17 and 18 i thought i was done completely you know i i actually did quit um in 18 nobody knows that really I had uh, been trying to rehab all season in 18, and it wasn't getting better, and I stopped throwing. 
I was uh, I was over it. It was hurting so bad. You actually ended up having what they found out was a slight broke uh, broken elbow in there, and I was pitching with it. Wow! And uh, just a stress just a stress fracture in the elbow, big bone bruises, and man, I tell you that hurts bad. Mm. You know, it was hurting. Just picking my fork up. One time, I dropped my fork on the table. It was hurting so bad, Jeez. and. Uh, <clears throat> I thought I was done. The only reason I picked a ball up to throw it again was because Dominic Leone was rehabbing and he needed a catch partner. And uh, after about a month of, of off time and, and kind of reinventing the way I threw the ball a little bit, taking it back a little differently, I was able to start getting it back to him. And, you know, five years later, four years later, I'm still playing the game where I thought what I was going to be done. I literally thought I was done in 2018 for sure. I thought that was my last year halfway through. So what a blessing it's been. I mean, but here's the thing. When I'm healthy, I think I'm the best pitcher on the planet. You know, that's just – and whether I am or I'm not, that's what my brain thinks. That's what I need to think to get the most out of my abilities. So – and I believe it. You know, it's it's one thing to say. It's another whole thing to believe it. And when I stop believing that, I'll retire. I mean, it's been a good run. Uh, but but I know that when I'm out there clicking, I'm, I can still be pretty good at this game. And uh, it doesn't make any sense to me that I'm still doing it. You know, I've just as I mean, literally four years ago, I thought I was done. To be still pitching is 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 an incredible blessing, and I'm trying to I'm trying to honor um, God who gave me that ability and gave me this opportunity that I thought I was going to be done with years ago. Trying to honor the people who rehabbed me and worked so hard to get me back. Trying to honor you know all the my teammates that deserved the best out of me, and so just trying to trying to honor all those people that helped me get to where I'm at. That is a hell of a story. All right, we're, so we'll close on this, and you are not going to get the question about the R word. I know your stance on that. We're not going there. I just want to ask you how much fun you're having because you know I talked to Kyle McClellan earlier. We had him in. He, he had the, has the long interview with Albert that is up now uh, on the uh, Chatters Box podcast. I know he talked to you and and Yachty. He's got a lot of other great things planned. But what what's striking when I know is looking at you guys and having covered the team since '06. I, you guys look like every day is fun right now. Like the, not just the three of you, but the young guys, everything else. How much fun are you guys having with the the three of you guys kind of leading the way? And you know, you guys are all with milestones seemingly every time you're in the lineup. Every time you and Yachty go out there, it's a new milestone. What's that like? We're having fun. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I can't even lie to you. We're having probably more fun than we ever have. Um, <clears throat> the other day, pitching against the Padres at home. It's probably the most fun I've had in in years pitching. I was just, you know, it was just so much fun. Um, and that's another reason why I'm still doing it. You know, that's another reason why Yachty's still doing it, why Albert's still doing it. It's because it's still fun to us, you know. We uh, we still think we can contribute, and it's still fun. And those are the two big things, you know. When, if we felt like we couldn't be good anymore, if we felt like we couldn't help the team anymore, if we felt like we were hindering them, we wouldn't play. If we weren't having fun anymore, which is what happened to me in 18, it wasn't fun anymore when I was hurting so bad. But when we're still having fun and we still feel like we can contribute, then that's a good recipe for success. And, and, and we have a great team. We have a team that could win everything this year. We could win the World Series uh, if we play like we, we have the ability to play. And, uh, and that's what the, the key is, is to, just to go out there, have fun, play to the best of your abilities, you know, live up to the height that, that we went into the season with, with big expectations where we said – where we said that if we didn't win the World Series, we're going to be disappointed. Our manager said that the very first week he was interviewed, which we loved that, you know. If he had said, yeah, we're, you know, hopefully we can, you know, maybe win our division and then get beat in the first round. I mean, who wants to hear that, you know? <laughs> the goal is to win. 
The goal is to win the World Series, and if that's not the goal, then go home. Go play for somebody else or retire, and that is still our goal. That is still what we believe we can do, and we're going to go out there and try to do it. Want to remind everybody, Swinging for Impact Top Golf Challenge coming up Sunday, June 12th. Now, I want to remind everybody, too, you want to sign up by Monday. That's June 6th. So sign up by Monday to get a spot. It's bigleagueimpact.org slash topgolf-stl or just go to bigleagueimpact.org. You can find the right spot. Adam, thank you so much, man. We appreciate your story. Keep up the great work. Good luck in Chicago and uh, keep having fun, man. All right. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, guys. Adam Wainwright here on your home for the Cardinals KMOX. By the way, Cardinals and Cubs tonight at 7.05 here on your home for the Cardinals. Dude, I'm here for the show. What show? St. Louis, this is your show. The show, the show. The show on KMOX. What is it? What's happened? What's going on? What do you know? What just happened? What happened? I need to know. Trending now on the show. Just had a great conversation with Adam Wainwright about BigLeagueImpact.org. His event coming up a week from Sunday at Topgolf. Uh, so check it out, right? Register at bigleagueimpact.org. I guess that that uh, for our trending now segment, Ronj, that that uh, conversation, at least baseball wise, sent you into a sports direction. Here? It does because we have an old friend alert. Uh, Matt oh. Carpenter, remember Matt Carpenter? Mm-hmm. Do you know that today he's leading off for the Yankees? Yeah, he's one for one mm-hmm. with a solo home run. Nice. Wow. Yeah. I, I want him he's to all- do well, man. He's a good dude. I, yeah, I do too. And I, I feel bad for the way things had, you know, turned out for him. Things. Well, think about it. Things always end badly when it comes like that. Like, first of all, Wayno just talked about it in 2018. We we were doing sports talk, Ronj. I mean, there was a couple years there where people were like. Why is he even in the rotation anymore? Yeah. Why, you know, why do they keep doing this? You know, he's mid 30s. He's been injured. It's not coming back. Except that it came back. It did, but, but it you know came what? Back so good. He is. He's the exception. Oh my god. He's the. Ex- it just usually doesn't, especially when a guy's getting into his late 30s, mm. has elbow trouble. They don't and come an, back from and that. An Achilles injury. And a, yes, like, they don't. They just don't come back. From I was that. telling Amy that when you walked out during the break, and I'm like, the crazy thing is, this doesn't happen. It doesn't happen where you get to your mid to late 30s and have a bunch of different injuries and like three years where it's just not right. Velocity's down. You're not pitching well, and then it just flips back to the old guy. Right. He, he is throwing 2020, 21, 22. He is throwing like he did. Before the Achilles injuries, like going that back to the, happen. no, it doesn't. The fact that if you could do the time machine thing, I'd love to use that for many different uh, reasons, but let's use go it back in to, 30 seconds. Let's though. go back to 2018 and you think, <laughs> let's go back to 2018 and you think there's no way that four years from now, this guy is the steady one in the rotation. Mm-hmm. The one that you always feel comfortable when he's pitching. Yeah. That's the guy when you're, when you need to save your bullpen. Yep. That's the guy. When you need a win again in a tough spot to break a losing streak, that's the guy. It's unreal. I mean, it really is unbelievable how well he's pitching. Hang tight. We got one more hour coming up on the show here on KMOX. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.